0: So, you're listening to Packers Blitz with my co host Andy, the premier Packers podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived Packer football of the 80s and live to talk about it. Packers Blitz, we're always dedicated to the greatest fans in the world, Packer fans.
1: So, uh, Andy, how you doing? Doing great, doing awesome. Welcome again Packers Nation to Packers Blitz. Uh John, Packers Nation, there are only 3 days now until Christmas mm. and a Packers game is on the horizon on Christmas Day at noon. <laughs> lots that's of NFL games coming up tonight. That's Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, there's lots mm. of games on Saturday. Well, there's only I think like 3 on Sunday. And then Love Monday it. evening, of course, we've got some Packer games coming up. And, uh, you know, John, it's a, it's a winter wonderland in Wisconsin. Lots of white, fluffy fluffy snow yeah. for everyone to enjoy for the holidays.
0: And we're freezing our butt off, too. So there you go.
1: <laughs> that, too. Uh, well,
0: so we, we have a Wisconsin. lot to catch up on here. Uh, before I get into Andy's news and everything like that, I just want to say something that really shocked me. Um, the other day, I was kind of looking around on Twitter. Yes, why are you still on Twitter? It's because, hey, I do like quick news and quick facts, and sometimes they have that. So anyway, so one thing I found was the class, 2022 class that we just drafted, a Goody just drafted, has been by far his best class. And so... I didn't know this, Andy. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. And Packer fans, you know, again, we were thinking this class is, yeah, it's okay. against Scooty, you know, he gets like one or two guys, right? You know, but no, in this class, he crushed it. So Quay Walker is leading all tacklers, all tack, uh, um, linebackers, excuse me, and tackles. So, uh, rookie linebackers, excuse me and he's also leading the packers in tackles so i think that's amazing uh christian watson is really you know come of his own and we've talked about that on previous episodes uh, romeo dobbs now he's back in there in the ram game he looked pretty good made some nice catches uh offensive lineman zach tom has been graded by pro football focus And if you're a big football fan, pro football focus, as you know, is they grade players uh, throughout the season, throughout the games, and they do a great job of it. And they basically tell you who's doing well, who's not doing well. And then last but not least, this guy we got in the seventh round, and I'm going to butcher his last name. Uh, He's outside linebacker. We got South Carolina, I think in the sixth round, Kingsley in a Gumbray. So I'm sorry, Kingsley, I I butchered the name. He had two sacks already, number tackles for a loss. And this, like I said, by far, Andy, has been one of the best draft classes we have had in years. So I don't know if you knew that, Andy, but just kind of a fun fact. I wanted to start out with, with the show saying that, hey, you know, maybe the future isn't as bad as people say it.
1: You're absolutely right, John. That's that's awesome. It's a lot better than the uh, draft class that Jordan Love was in. That's for sure. So I'm glad <laughs> we crushed it for this one.
0: Yeah, we crushed it for this one. So yeah, Andy. Cr-
1: Christian Watson, you know, tearing it up. He's just absolutely yeah. tearing it up. I got some you know, little facts sprinkled in there for for him coming up soon yeah. in the, in our podcast. But um, yeah, he's been absolutely tearing it up. So and, and yeah, Dobbs running the right routes. Helps yes. uh, Christian on <laughs> on the second or third to last play of the game would have scored a touchdown <laughs> if he would have ran the right route. Around, yeah, yeah. So floor, right? he caught the ball, um, mm. got tackled before the end zone. But I mean, uh you know, <laughs> he, he's a he's a talent. I mean, he makes plays. So he, he does. I'm not going to so. complain about what what he's been doing. You can't can't really do that for a rookie. So, that's pretty I, awesome.
0: Yeah, so I wanted to start out fairly positive to Packer fans know that you know, we have some uh, good players here, some good young players. And I didn't bring up guys like Devontae Wyatt, um, the other first rounder we got. He's had kind of an up and down season, but when he's focused and he made a really good play in uh, Monday night's game, uh, just blew through two tackles and just busted up a play. And so I think he has a really great potential too. So. That's the good news. The other good news is Green Bay, really? I couldn't believe this, but yes, our playoff hopes are still alive. So, Andy, you want to kind of give us a little news on that?
1: Yes, they are. That's the absolute number one news. (laughs) Yes, our playoff hopes are are still alive, and there is a lot to get caught up on, so I'm going to get to some of those things. So, Packers defeated the L.A. Rams on Monday Night Football. Tw- uh, 24-12. Yep, I believe so. And yeah, with that correct. win against the Rams, the Packers' odds of making the NFC playoffs improved from 6% to 9%, which is pretty awesome, John, 9%. Now. Yeah. Absolutely. And then according to the uh, New York Times, if the Packers win out, if they win out, they will have a 65% chance of making the postseason. Did everybody nice. hear that? <laughs> John, 65. Packers Nation, 65% chance of making the postseason. That's according to the nice. New York Times. Now, if that little tidbit uh, is true, this is for my uncle Greg in Chicago and a Bears fan. So for some reason, oh. after growing up in Wisconsin, he's a Bears fan. So Just to let him know again, a 65% chance. (laughs) Yes. So yesterday when I talked to him, I I couldn't remember the exact percentage. I knew it was over 60%. And he just looked at me like I was just, (laughs) you know, blowing smoke or whatever. You're just a Packers fan, whatever. But uh, Packers fans, we are still in this. We are still in this thing. thing. So that's that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So... Um. Some sad news. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' insane streak came to an end. Aaron Rodgers threw his tenth interception in Monday's game. Ryan Wood from USA Today said that it's the first time since 2010 that Aaron Rodgers had thrown double-digit picks. <laughs> For the that last is crazy. eleven years for the past eleven years. years, he has never reached a double digit number of interceptions. In fact, in fact, he has actually only thrown sixty-one picks in eleven years, and that just increased up to sixty-two <laughs> with the game. But this is Jeez. you know so I think I think as of it's either sixty-one or sixty-two, but whatever. In eleven years, only That's only crazy. sixty-one picks, 62 picks. That's pretty good. Brett Favre, Aaron threw, Rogers,
0: that ye- Brett Favre threw that in a season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had some pretty pretty high numbers of interceptions some years, didn't yeah. he? He up in the 20s for sure. So, um, so Aaron yeah. Rodgers takes care of the football. He doesn't make mm-hmm. mistakes. And that yep. is why he's our starting quarterback, John. Exactly. Yeah, I'm exactly. just saying, th- that's why. And so some other good news, uh, another Aaron milestone, uh, this time by Aaron Jones. uh, The Packers running back, Aaron Jones, cracked the top three on the all-time Packers list for most career rushing yards in a Packers uniform. So that's pretty awesome. Great job. Yeah. The uh, 28-year-old is only one of four players ever to have rushed for at least 5,000 yards in a Green Bay Packers uniform. That's Amon Green,
0: Jim Mm -hmm. Taylor,
1: Aaron Jones now, and John Brockington. He still has a long way to go to pass either Green. uh, Amon Green has 8,322 rushing yards. Mm. Or uh, Jim Taylor, uh, Jim Taylor has 8,207 rushing mm. yards so congratulations again to Aaron Jones and hopefully we'll see him again in a Packers <laughs> uniform yeah. next yeah, year I hope so. Yeah, I hopefully hope so. not a cap casualty John
0: yeah hopefully not you know and hopefully like I said the Bears have over a hundred million dollars in cap room next year he'd be a good fit He'd be a good fit for the Bears. And I'm sure the Bears are looking at that thinking, hey, we can steal them. Let's steal them. So, hopefully... They tend Aaron to do Jones. that a lot,
1: John, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. That happens a lot.
0: Uh, so, we'll, we'll see how that goes. You know, maybe we can work something out. Um, so, let's do game review. <laughs> and so, <laughs> this, is, this game is exactly what I thought it would be. Bad. <laughs> but we did good things, right? Even though this is a uh, bad team, you know, the Rams without their stars, without Cooper cup, without Aaron Donald, without a bunch of offensive line guys. uh, We really held up and our defense played out of this world. Uh, And really, as we know, Andy, good teams should beat bad teams, right? You know, we have to do that. So, again, saw some nice things from the defense. So that stupid. I don't know if was so Douglas, so Douglas, whatever. Flipping Russell. it back, that was insane <laughs> to me. Like, come on. I don't know what you're thinking. Um, and, you know, I think other than that, a couple of mistakes here and there, I loved our defense. Now, our offense did pretty well. You know, it's still a pretty good defense over there with the Rams. I mean, they still have some nice players. However, missing the wide-open receivers again with Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what to tell you on that. Why he's still having those issues at at this point in the season, to me, is a little bit ridiculous. Uh, They should really try to fix that. Uh, And, you know, Aaron Rodgers said after the game, hey, run the right route and you get the ball well once you throw the pa- the ball correctly and know where the route is going maybe that would work well too so again my review is very simple it's a bad team they play the, the, all the Rams played really tough and they had a number of injuries coming in and really you know Baker Mayfield come on <laughs> You know, this is the guy that was the number one pick of overall just, what, four years ago, whatever it was, and now he's lucky he'll have a job. So, again, congratulations for the Packers winning. Uh, I'm going to uh, here give it over to Andy and kind of get some of his stats and some of his uh, feelings about the game.
1: Yep, yeah, thanks, John. Uh, so before the game before the game on Monday, according to Bill Huber, and we've quoted him a little bit here and there, he's from SI.com. He had said several things just before the game. He said, uh, basically there has been a real measurable progress to bolster the team's uh, long shot playoff hopes. We already know that. Um, The Packers are a work in progress offense and it's finally showing progress. So over the last uh, four games, the Packers are sixth in the league with 109 points. Christian Watson, who scored eight touchdowns during those four games, is the obvious starting point. His 48 points are almost as many as the Saints, who have scored 53 points, (laughs) scored during that same span. So the last four games... Christian Watson scored wow. about as many points as the Saints have. So that's thank crazy. you, Bill Huber, for that. So some other tidbits yeah, that's crazy. before the game Before the game on Monday, uh, even with uh, David Bakhtiari out, the rest of the offensive line has been together for a sixth consecutive game, which then became a seventh consecutive hmm. game. Um, there you go. Players have made plays rather than missed opportunities in the last four games third down conversion rate is hovering around 50%, only eight offensive penalties, only seven drops versus nine in back-to-back losses to the Jets and the commanders. So in several Hmm. games before that, they only had seven drops and then they had nine in those back-to-back losses to the Jets and commanders. So a great improvement on the offensive side of the ball. And um, the last little there's a couple more tidbits. Um, they didn't. They didn't have any fumbles the last three games um, before Monday night. And then um, Matt Lafleur said it best. I think everybody's kind of picked up their game. So that was before the game. And again, according to Matt Lafleur, I think everybody's kind of picked up their game. That's exactly what happened. So after the game, right. we sh- we showed up basically and the three three things stood out to me we had 27 first downs and the rams only had 13. we had 200 and uh sorry 345 total yards for the packers and only 156 (laughs) total yards for the rams that's that's domination right there
0: and then the time
1: of possessions, the last thing Mm. we had 37 minutes on the time of possession for the pack and only 23 minutes time of possession for the Rams. So um, the Packers streak of no fumbles, though, ended (laughs) at three games. Um, We didn't get to the fourth game with that. We had one interception and one fumble loss. That was the only bad thing I could think of, the only really negative thing. You know, we won the game 24-12. to So the only bad thing is we had some turnovers. I think we had two turnovers, and they only had one. So that's the only thing I could come up with with all the stats. Right. So...
0: Yeah. yeah, and you know so what do you think, John? You, well, I just think that the, the main thing is someone said it. You probably read this too, uh, Andy. Is they were not watching the offensive film together. Like so, most um, the way they work it uh, in most organizations is the quarterbacks room, the receivers room, the offensive line, a running backs room, and they all kind of get together. And, like, I'm watching on HBO Max uh, the Arizona Cardinals in-game season what documentary, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, they get together in each individual rooms and they go through, okay, we're doing this, we're doing that. And then they get together and they say, okay, running backs is doing this, receivers doing this, offensive line. What they said was, and it's funny that Matt LaFleur kind of went like, yeah, we're doing it. like. (laughs) like he half-heartedly admitted it, that he finally got the receivers and Aaron Rodgers in the quarterback's room and said, okay, like, what do we do and what's going on and let's look at the routes and so on and so forth. And everybody kind of – it wasn't really that big of a deal. Some people made it a big deal. But what made me say that, wow, okay, this is maybe what it changed was is I think if you have young players in a room – who can go, hey, uh, Aaron, uh, when I run this crossing route, do you want me to run it flat or do you want me to run it high or do you want me to run it, right? Aaron Rodgers can go, okay, do this, this, and this. And then you know, right? You, You don't have to be sitting there going, I'm in the game. Oh, do I run it flat? Do I run it high? Do I run it low? Do I run it in the middle? Do I run it off to the, you know, you can say, hey, Aaron Rodgers wants me to be at point A, You know, right here, that's what I'm doing. So that way you can come back. And I think that was it was just really interesting. I saw with the Packers that they were doing that. And I think with the defense, we're just, we we have games like this, right, Andy? That we're just kind of just dialed in and we play really well. And then all of a sudden we're like, what are we doing? (laughs) Like, why are we playing 10 yards off? a third string receiver. Like that is insane to me. Like, no man up. This guy is not going to beat you. And if he does beat you, I mean, come on. So I really saw some good things with that. That was kind of my observation during the week. They made some subtle changes, which that's what you need to do in order to get people on the same page. So anything else, Andy, you wanted to add to that?
1: Yeah, just uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I couldn't believe I was hearing that. <laughs> I couldn't believe that they weren't yeah, it's weird, in right? the same room. Especially you got one young wide receivers. Um, mm-hmm. You need to know what their thoughts are, what their football yeah. acumen is, right. uh, bounce ideas off one another. Yeah, exactly. And have an open forum to discuss that. Those Maybe there's a play that, uh, or a route that the wide yeah. receivers you know, uh, would like to do. And maybe you should have LaFleur there and maybe you should Mm -hmm. have Aaron Rodgers there. And maybe you should have the offensive coordinator there uh, and hash out a game plan that's going to work. Something that's going to Aaron's comfortable with, um, the wide receivers are comfortable with. Yeah, so hearing that, I was kind of like, what? They weren't doing that all along, especially with the young wide receivers. You can understand Mm -hmm. it with with Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean. you know they they have a you know they know before they know what each other's mm-hmm. doing before they're doing it, so exactly. they just had a connection there. So I can yeah. understand with that. Nelson, but yeah, yes, Jordy Nelson, uh, Randall I mean, Cobb. <laughs>
0: yeah, they just but, have that connection. These guys yeah. don't. They don't. They don't understand right that Aaron Rodgers throws to a spot like okay one two three drop here comes the ball if you're not there there's a problem. Right. So I just thought that was really interesting. So let's
1: glad you brought it up, John. Glad you
0: brought (laughs) it up. Yeah. So our main topic this week is yours and my favorite sports announcer. Well, no, he's not really Colin (laughs) Cowherd. So (laughs) I said to Andy last week, uh, when Andy and I were talking, we said we have two choices to Aaron Rodgers. One, just trade him, hopefully get a nice haul, move on. Put Jordan Love there, or go all in and do what we can to get him. So that is our topic of the week, because our favorite person again, Colin Cowherd, brought up that hey, the Packers need to go all in with Aaron Rodgers. So one of the things, the reason I always get on Colin Cowherd is because one, he never gets his facts straight, and <laughs> Andy will bring this up. What I mean by that, he'll call different newspaper journalists that, for the Packers, a name that's not their name. (laughs) Or he'll say, we have players we don't have. And, you know, (laughs) just like... The the wrong age
1: for Aaron. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's a producer in a studio which Andy and I do not have. (laughs) We have our mics in our basement, and that's me and you, buddy. They have producers. Nobody's on the payroll,
1: John. Yeah, (laughs) Nobody's Nobody's on the oh, payroll.
0: Right. Soon, that. soon, maybe we'll have that, right? Once we become cowards. Yeah, cowherd yeah
1: someday. Yep. Right. Soon. But
0: he has all these assistants and fact checkers and producers and studio and, and he goes, oh, this, that, and the other thing. So that's why it just drives me crazy. Like, hey, man, dude, like <laughs> when you're sitting there reading a copy, go, is that correct? And somebody should say, no, it's this. Oh, thank you. But he just, blah, 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 just comes out with some stuff where you're like, what are you talking about? But Andy did share with me something about Colin Cowherd and going all in with Aaron Rodgers that kind of made sense. So Andy, why don't you kind of bring some things up about that, about what Colin Cowherd said on his uh podcast, I believe
1: yep so yeah he said to go all in and he's he's mentioned that before um but he's been a little bit wishy-washy with that a little bit of (laughs) waffling going on there but um the exact quote um i i can read it off and you know unless you want to but basically this is what cowherd said and and there's some pauses in between and some i omitted you know but these are his exact words so miami's gonna beat green bay The question now is, what's next for the Packers? This is Colin Cowherd talking. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: My solution is one that's going to make Green Bay very uncomfortable. The Packers need to go 100% all in on Aaron. Exact quote from him. So broken up a little bit, he was, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) talking and talking and talking. Can't say the exact, you know, everything. So... Um, I'm going to basically use a popular Colin Cowherd segment where all Colin right. was right, where <laughs> Colin was wrong. Yes. So and, yeah. So first, you know, so work where, where Colin was right. Right. Finally, <laughs> Uncle Colin, Colin likes to call himself Uncle Colin because he's, oh you know,
0: my God.
1: he's got all this wisdom. <laughs> what a, so finally, what Uncle, a- Uncle Colin, he makes some sense. Uh, John, oh, we have boy. talked about this at nauseum. Yes we, have. Previous, yes, we have on uh, this podcast. podcast. Colin is actually right for once. The mm. Packers do need to go 100% all in, 120% all in on Aaron Rodgers. Mm. He, he, and this is Colin Cowherd talking a little bit. He, he said he does seem engaged. The Packers need to go more into the offense, and the league has pivoted to offense. He's right on these things. The Packers right. organization has prided itself on stability and looking toward the future. Another thing that Collins said. However, it's trapped in the present. Matt LaFleur <laughs> and A-Rod's contract. Big contracts for its best defensive player, Jari Alexander. I might have to dispute him on that one, that he's our best defensive mm. player. But he does have hey, a big He, made the,
0: he made the Pro Bowl. He was the only one to make the Pro Bowl. First... Okay.
1: Well, maybe he's oh. right on that one too. So and and then, he's right on that and, one. And then yeah, he also talked it. again about no, we don't have much cap space. So he said yeah, the no solution, kidding. you know, Colin said the solution is to give what A Rod wants, uh, give him what he wants for the next two years. And I, I have to admit, I think Colin's right on this.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, well, John, do you have anything to add on that? Colin well, was right.
0: Here's we've talked about this on um, you know on our past really three podcasts that's all great and you ran down the numbers again he's getting 50 million blah 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 right he's not going to walk away from that (laughs) if he walks away from that me and you Mm -hmm. will probably you know flip out but here's the thing with that is what I don't understand is if you're gonna go all in, right? That means that you're gonna to have to make some tough decisions on other players because Aaron Jones is due 20 million bucks. All right. So now what do you do with Aaron Jones? Do you say, Well, sorry, can't afford you? Well, that's a huge part of the offense. David Bakhtiari, I think he's due like 15 million. What do you say to him? Hey David, sorry, buddy. It's time to go. See ya. Those are the, his is dead cap. So his is would be like 12 million dead cap. So you're still screwed. 20 million Darren Jones. Okay, I got what you're saying. But then you look at some of the other guys that are some contracts are due like I totally forgot Robert Tunyon, he's due this year too. I believe he is unrestricted free agent. So now you go, okay. <laughs> What are we gonna give him? Because he's not gonna take anything less than 10, 15 million a year. Uh, so now what cap room do you have to go all to go all in? You don't. You basically have to say, I'm going to trade picks for players. And Goody will never do that. It's never gonna happen. He will never say, I'll take the first and third and get some linebacker from Tennessee or from, from the 49 ers He's not going to do that. So now you're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck with your draft picks. You're stuck with your salary cap. If you go to Aaron Jones and say, hey, buddy, we love you. Can you stay and we'll give you $15 million? He might say that. He might, you know, he seems like a really quality guy. But let's be honest, Andy. If he can get his money, you go get that money because you have a short career. You're 28 years old. You have four more years left, maybe. And you know, I have nothing against players going to getting their money. Hey, I get it. You're out of this league in your 20s, your 30s. You're done. And now you have a whole life in front of you. So I just don't see them going on in just for the sole fact of salary cap. Also getting some quality players are going to be leaving as well as he's not. Goody is not going to say you know, go to, like I said, Tennessee or 49ers or whoever. Um, I just don't see that happening. Um, so any other thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, Callen's solution basically was uh, draft, a, you know, offensive tackle in the first round and draft, a, <laughs> I think it was a tight end in the second round. And he was giving specific examples of a, for us. Mm. you know, who to draft, but yeah. I mean, that is not a definite, that is never no, a definite. When you're, not at all. You know, you usually go, f- they have a lot of needs, so they're just going to pick the best player that's yeah, going right. to fit a need. So, absolutely. Um, so that, and then he said, they, they have to get some veterans that they're able to sign in free agency. Well, the, you know, the problem is that yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, we don't have the money to do that. No. So they're going to have to no. do. They're going to have to let some players go to get some players. So yep. the question is, can they hit on those players?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: they've done some really good job with free agents and and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Keyshawn Nixon comes to mind over and over again. I love that guy. He's awesome. So, um. Well, but the yeah. Year
0: before is Rasul Douglas, right? The year before is Rasul Douglas, and now yeah. it's Keyshawn Nixon, right?
1: Yeah, these well,
0: guys practically nothing, and we got them for you know off the scrap heap,
1: exactly. So, a lot of things are gonna have to go right. Mm. Um, but mm. at least you know, Colin was right, mm. you know, go, go all I'll in. I think that one. That's...
0: that's your Christmas gift,
1: Colin, right? Yeah, well, now where Colin was wrong, yay, <laughs> uh, my favorite so, part. So, Colin, it's Jason Wilde, not <laughs> Jason Wilde. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is tell them, 39 right? years of age. He just mm, turned no. 39. He's not <sighs> 38. Uh, and then in the last few weeks, this is the one that really got me. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Colin has mentioned trade Jordan Love and get what you can for him. And then he's talking about trade Aaron Rodgers. He just did <laughs> that like a day or two ago. I know. Uh, it right? Yesterday. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. was where he was all in on Aaron Rodgers. But I think earlier in the week, it must have been Monday or on that past Friday, he's like, Yeah, trade Aaron Rodgers, get a first and yeah, a fourth yeah. round pick for him. Yep. And then in the same broadcast, he's like, Oh, yeah, we can get a first, get a fourth, and maybe even a right tackle. <laughs> oh, and, my God. And, and now it's go all oh. in. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I know. Seriously. Yeah, you come know, on, man. Yeah. Colin, can we please you know, stick with that last suggestion of going all in on A-Rod and stop pivoting and waffling every episode or every other episode. Episode. Come on, Colin. So that one really got me. And then the last one, um, you know, so by the way, Uncle Colin, and he said this on his broadcast uh, yesterday, (laughs) I will not, and this is what Colin said, Take off the cheese hat for 15 minutes. I won't do it. The Packers' season is not over. The Packers still have a chance. We're going to win. We believe. So take that, Colin. Yeah, take that, Colin. He said said that, and I quote, take off the cheese hat for 15 minutes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Seriously, give me a break. It's a cheese hat. Whatever. It's not a hat. Well, he doesn't,
1: he never really had a team. He doesn't believe in having a team and so he doesn't he doesn't understand Uh you know it's like well we live (laughs) live and breathe packers we bleed Mm -hmm. packers football exactly exactly Exactly. okay moving on
0: (laughs) yeah it's just what people don't understand our podcast is we're true fans who believe in the packers been watching them since we've been little kids so it's like hey We know more than you, Colin. Trust me. You're just there to just uh, get your money and go home. So next game review Uh, Packers Dolphins on Christmas Day at noon. It's been a while since the Packers played on Christmas, at least that I think of, but I could be wrong on that. So this is, this is my, (laughs) this is the shortest we're going to get probably ever on this podcast. Uh, Here's my preview of the game, Andy. We have to win period. And we have to win Thank every you. game. I know it's insightful, Thanks, but that's it. I'm done.
1: Add <laughs> to you. Yeah. Um, I, I put in maybe a little bit more thought on it than you, than you did, so I'm going <laughs> to rattle off well, some things. there you go. Um, yeah, so we're playing the Miami Dolphins in Miami uh, at noon on Fox on Christmas Day. And uh, some of the key points. I just wanted, uh, you know, I'm a Packers fan. John's a Packers fan. We've got some Packer fans listening in. I just letting you guys know, when Mason Crosby steps onto the field on Sunday, um, that would be not at Lambeau Field, like I put on the, my computer. Uh, that I got would you. be, yeah, that would be on the steps on the field uh, at Miami. Whatever yeah. the name of Whatever the call it nowadays. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. He will be making his uh two hundred and fifty-sixth straight start for the Green Bay Packers, which bre- breaks Brett Farr's bonkers franchise record of two hundred and fifty-five wow. consecutive starts. So Yay! Mason Crosby has been selected, uh was selected by the Packers starting kicker. He's been now, how, let me say this right. Mason Crosby has been the Packers starting kicker since 2007. Over his 16 seasons, he has scored almost 1,900 points and is 12th in NFL history with God. that. So, congratulations,
0: congratulations, Mason Crosby,
1: and he's about Packer to break Hall of Famer. Yeah, Definitely. Packer Hall of Famer Brett Favre and future Paul. Packer Hall of Famer, Mason Crosby, right? Yeah. And then the s- second key point, I just wanted to say this because I just need to get it off my chest. No, uh, here can we go. All... It's
0: time to get off your chest, Dave.
1: I, I just have to. It's been bottled all up right go. Since, for several weeks. So can all the beat writers and NFL insiders just stop it? David Bakhtiari, who is actually the eighth best tackle according to Pro Football Focus with a rating of 82.1. Uh, David will probably miss his third consecutive game and fourth week of football. These professionals keep bringing up the possibility that he's playing every single week. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) He had major surgery in early December and he could have died. He actually said Mm -hmm. this 50,000 Americans died in 2015 from burst appendixes. Whoa. He, could have, he could have died on the field against the Bears on December 4th. Oh, my gosh. Know David that. was told by doctors, and this was just a day or two before, his appendix was about to burst and was leaking. Ooh. Ick. Yikes. Ick. Yeah, Ick. <laughs> but every single week, <laughs> here we go again. He's going to play Andy. In? Come on. Is he talking? out? Come Please. on, Jim. Please stop it. David Bakhtiari even admitted it himself a few weeks ago. He basically said, Yeah, during the surgery, the doctors had to make two deep incisions in my belly button and to the right of it. Nobody is playing football with two big holes in their gut. Come on, rub some dirt on it. Get in there. Certainly not three weeks ago. Certainly not two weeks ago and probably not this week either. (laughs) Yes, fans. Let me put this to rest. I had an appendectomy. My father had one and my brother had one. You're out of commission for easily four to six weeks. David Mm. is, I repeat this, is not playing pro football anytime soon.
0: Are you sure about that?
1: (laughs) Positive. Okay. I'm absolutely positive. So, okay. So, sorry for the rant. Uh, The (laughs) Dolphins-Packers contest, according to Yahoo Sports, uh, and this is Yahoo Sports speaking. Despite winning four of their last five meetings, the Packers are five and ten all time against the Dolphins. Yeah, that's the worst worst record against any active franchise.
0: Yeah, but that was Dan Marino years in the '80s. We remember that, where Dan Marino would just frickin' light us up because we would
1: you know. Yep. Well, we have won <laughs> the last four out of five, but we're yeah, otherwise yeah, we're five and ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in order to turn around that and and secure a win, the Packers need to somehow outscore and limit a potent mm. Dolphins offense. Yeah. No duh. <laughs> they have yeah, one of the no best kidding. offenses in the National Football League.
0: Yeah. So well, what do we
1: have to do? To do that, they need to do the following. Yeah. Uh, this is what they need to do on offense. Uh, the Packers' offense—they have to be able to control the clock and run the ball yeah. to keep it away from the Miami's. From Miami's offense, mm-hmm. they also have to continue to get the ball to their rookie wide receiver, wide receivers Romeo yeah. Dobbs and Christian Watson, by any means necessary. Yeah, right. So that means ends around, end arounds, quick yep. outs, whatever.
0: Absolutely.
1: What <laughs> wide receiver yep. screens, whatever. Get the ball to those mm-hmm. two guys, and then lastly, they need to make the most of their red zone opportunities. Mm-hmm. So just just a little tidbit here again, the Miami D is only allowing 15.3 points a game at home versus 31.5 points away from home. Ooh. So at home, they're much, much better for yeah. some reason. I have no clue why, but huh. just to let you guys oh, know. Yeah. So like, uh, so, um, so, Rogers said something to the effect that we need to score at least 30 points as oh an boy. offense to win these upcoming games. Yeah? Okay. And that's going right. to be especially right. true of yeah? this game. So, uh. that leads me into the next thing, which is the Packers defense. So, Rogers is saying mm. we need to score 30 points. We probably do to beat these guys on oh, yeah. Sunday. So, yeah, we on defense, the Packers defense, they have to find a way to limit the wide receivers Ooh, for Miami. Boy. You've got yeah, Jalen Fottle and Tyreek Hill, um, and you need killed. to do this by by taking away the middle of the field, yeah, and playing man to man press coverage on those two uh, by aggress- being aggressive at the line of scrimmage and yes. bumping them every single play within five yeah. yards of scrimmage. Yeah, uh, this worked. It worked. It worked wonderfully, wonderfully. I watched the game with uh, uh, the LA uh, Chargers. That's exactly oh, what Oh, right, they did. right. Yeah. Um, the – uh, who was it? The uh, – <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. They did not. For some reason, you got McDermott. Mm-hmm. He's a great defensive coach. They didn't do that, yeah. and they got chewed mm-hmm. up. So yeah, yeah. They, need, they need to do that. So right. our defense, the Packers' defense, is horrible at defending the middle of the field. Yes. And the Dolphins' offense will try to attack it. Oh, this yeah. is where Tua likes to throw the ball. This is where they run a lot of the routes. Is to the middle Mm. of the field to get chunk plays. So the Packers D needs to play up and on the line and knock Mm. those receivers off the routes. That means that Joe Barry. That's a future episode, by the way.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk (laughs) about. That means that
1: Joe Barry, our defensive coordinator, uh, needs to devise a defensive scheme in Mm. the secondary to concentrate its defenders in the middle of the field and play more man-to-man. Yeah. with the corners and keep the safeties back mm-hmm. to prevent big plays. Right. Of course, that's easier said than done, John. Yeah, it's
0: a lot easier said than done,
1: right? Yeah. So uh Tyreek Hill, he's a potential MVP candidate. I know he's a wide receiver. They always give it to quarterbacks, but he actually is a potential wide re- uh, MVP uh, candidate. Yeah. He already has 109 receptions. Uh, 1,529 receiving yards and seven touchdowns in 2022. So he's having an awesome season, uh, you know, for the Dolphins. And a lot of people thought he was going to not do so hot with Miami Mm -hmm. because of who was getting him to the ball, who is Tua Tungavailoa. And hopefully I'm pronouncing that name right, but I think I am. I is. (laughs) So he's having a a, a fine season and is averaging 269.8 yards per game. Uh, about a 65% completion rate with 24 touchdowns and only five picks five mm. interceptions. All those stats are better, I hate to say it, than 2020 the uh, yeah. 2020 and 21 2021 MVP Aaron Rodgers. So he, his yeah. numbers in all those categories are better. His really uh, Rodgers completion rate is like just a smidge above him, but they're pretty much on par with yeah, that. Yeah, so, pretty much. But Tua does have more TD passes and has less no. interceptions. He has, mm-hmm. um, I believe, six less now because I think Rogers has what does he have? Ten or eleven? One of the two.
0: But... I thought he had eleven. But I can... Okay. Either way.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so typically at home, Tua doesn't put up big, big numbers at home, primarily because he doesn't have to because the Miami D has been so good. Mm-hmm. And plus, I see yeah. them running a lot with uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson's coming back from injury this week and Raheem well, Mostert right. playing so yeah. well. And remember this, uh, John's probably going to freak out because of all the bad memories. Both are former San Francisco <laughs> running backs and oh, Packers fans all know, including John, man, all too well what happened in the playoff game last year against San Francisco. Um, Mostert, yeah. Is uh, Sorry, Mostert is a problem. Yes, he is. He's a hard runner up the middle with lots of power, yet has blazing world-class 4.2, 4.3 speed to get to the outside edge. Uh, If Miami is smart, which they are, (laughs) they'll do a lot of pitching to the outside to get Mostert around the corner. Mike McDaniel, former uh, San Francisco offensive coordinator, and yeah. uh, Miami's new head coach uh knows Green Bay's Achilles heel is its run yeah. D and expect yes, him cuz he's smart very smart mm-hmm. expect him to exploit that so so John hopefully the Packers uh you know on offense defense uh you know we're victorious on Sunday and um we'll keep our slim playoff hopes alive for the holidays yeah Any Thank thoughts? You, <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I know you, that was a Andy. mouthful, John.
0: Yeah, it was a, that was a lot there. Uh yeah, thanks for I know. that. So, <laughs> no, that's great stuff. one of the things is to remember is this is a game that comes down to who wants it more, right? That's what it comes down to, Andy. You, you can have the greatest intentions. We're gonna run right down your throat. But the Packers say no, you're not, and stand their ground, you're not going to. And this is the game where you know they have to go in and say, "Yeah, this is a playoff game." Uh, you know, cliche as hell. Every game is a playoff game from here on out, so y- you have to win. So the thing is, like you said, you gotta have a running game on Sunday. You gotta get it out to your receivers. You just have to just impose your will on Miami, which I think you can do because. Guys like Tyreek kill fast as hell, but you smack him around, just like Tua, you start smacking him around. They really have issues. And A couple of games I've seen like that where Tua was beat up and near the end there you could see he was just on gas, you know, on fumes and just be like, hey, I'm just trying to get through this game. And he didn't want to be there because when he played at Alabama and uh, played earlier on, when people started smacking him around, He kind of goes in a shell. So that's one thing we have to do. Uh, We'll see what Joe Barry does. He is on a short leash, (laughs) as we know already, and that's a topic we'll talk about. So that is right now. Oh, before I forget, one thing I want to say, I want to do a shout out to all the California people listening to us and the Philadelphia people listening to us. Thank you uh, for listening to us. Uh, we have people in Romania listening to us. We're international, Andy. Uh, so thank you again for everyone who listens to us and it really helps this really it's a homegrown show w- which Andy and I love doing because we're two Packer fans that get to vent about our Packers, but also have fun at it and not take it so seriously. So the more you guys listen, And really help us out. You know, we don't have a big budget, like I said, like Colin Cowherd and all that stuff. It's just me and Andy (laughs) on a Mm -hmm. mic in a room, and just kind of talking about things. So, Andy, if you want to end the show, that'd be great.
1: Well, before I do that, John, just want to add one thing. Um, Yeah, you're absolutely right. The Packers need this game, and Miami needs this game too. So it's going to be. It's gonna be like a, a playoff type atmosphere. It should be, it yeah, should be fun. Going to be. And it's it's gonna be fun to watch uh football, even though it's on Christmas, it's gonna be fun to watch that. And uh so and I and I hope uh John, you have a very Merry Christmas too.
0: You as well. And, Merry um, Christmas.
1: And then I wanna thank all of you uh out there so much for listening to Packers Blitz. And uh let's keep our playoff hopes alive. Yeah. Um, So again, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, John, and Happy Holidays to everybody and to their families out there.
0: Yes, I couldn't have said it better. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever. (laughs) We love you, Packer fans. Remember, tell your friends, hit subscribe. Uh, Eventually, when Andy and I get a little more shows, we're going to have email out there so you guys can send emails in and tell us, where we were right and where we were wrong so andy i love you buddy great show a merry christmas happy holidays